This is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi there, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Becca James, a girl with two first names.、Well, Thanks for inviting me back. I am excited that you're back.、Um, secret behind the scenes is a lot of times when Catherine Frady is here, and it appears that she comes frequently. We'll knock out two episodes in one sitting. You know, we'll change shirts and go and do another show because movie magic. But you actually came back, back. <laughs> I did. I actually came back because I have a day job that I have to get to. Right. Like when Frady's here for the second episode, she's like, "Oh, I guess I'm stuck." <laughs> <laughs> you willingly? Are, are you telling me that she's being held hostage? <laughs> kind of.、Uh, what I'm saying is, that you willingly came back. All right, is impressive. Catherine, next time you're on camera and you need us to save, you just seem to start like blinking emphatically, <laughs> and and we'll help. <laughs> Or maybe just don't come back. <laughs> well,、um, I like it because not only、um, has the subscriber count gone up last time Catherine was here, but it also went up last time you were here. So that's good news. So please do、uh, subscribe <laughs> on YouTube. Smash that、um, bell, the bell、like、for no, the like button. The thumbs up is, helps us. I've been watching so many YouTube videos. Here, oh, here's here's a little、um, social media secret. Oh, thank you. Yes, likes are great, but if you use any of the other emoticons, that actually allows it to be seen more. So instead of just likes, do the little heart button or the little care button on it, Facebook it, or yeah, on, yeah, on Facebook. So you, instead of the like, hit hit the heart, you know, or、oh. or the angry or the sad, what, what, you know, whatever you're on, feeling from the episode that you watch. I should show you some of the rejected pictures from last week's、oh, uh, episode. The sc- rejected screen grabs—that'd be a whole show. <laughs>、um, but also on on YouTube, I think the only choice is is thumbs up, thumbs down. Correct. YouTube is only thumbs up, thumbs down.、Um, Instagram is just the heart. Same thing on Twitter. We usually get some thumbs up. Very rarely do I get a thumbs down, and I, <laughs> and usually it's so outnumbered by the thumbs up that I'm okay with it. If yeah. you do give us a thumbs down, please tell us why. Yeah, let us explain.、Learn. Explain what did I do? What did I do to you? <laughs> <laughs> It's usually on the Smoky Mountain videos that somebody gets mad because we went to、uh, someplace they had a bad experience. You know?、Oh. On the podcast, no one is going to take the effort to <laughs> to watch it, dislike it, and then tell us they disliked it. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well.、Um, It's, so it's Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. And of course,、uh, you know,、I'm, I'll, I'll be remiss if I don't acknowledge that in my、uh, religious beliefs, Easter is an eight-day celebration.、Mm-hmm. It's like one day equals eight day. One day in the,、uh, one church day is eight days on the human calendar. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's why we have all the yeah all all the things which I you know you have all these beautiful platters out yet you're not actually serving me anything, Frank. Well, this is this is getting ready. See those the two spots in the middle <laughs> is where the salt and pepper shakers go, and I think they are rabbit shaped. Oh, I think there's two bunnies、cute. that go there with the salt and the pepper coming out of their heads, and、um, then of course the deviled eggs would、mm-hmm. go,、mm-hmm. or even、um, the hard boiled eggs. What Jerry will do is she'll put the hard boiled Easter eggs around there. And I was reading about some people don't want to waste their eggs this year because they're too expensive. And I thought, what do you mean waste? We eat them all. Yeah, I mean, I keep hard-boiled eggs in my fridge year-round. My kids have gone through this phase where they didn't like eggs, and then the moment they skyrocketed,、yeah. that's when they discovered、oh. they liked eggs again.、Mm. Yeah, super fun. I understand that because my my daughter has got a big family, so she buys. I went to the grocery store with her, and she buys two gallons of milk at once. And I mean, how do you even? She's got way more kids than we do,、right. but like my kids drink whole milk.、Yeah. My husband drinks one percent milk. So、okay. there are times when I'm buying two gallons out. 
Um, Jim Gallons at a time. Okay, so side note, my cast came off obviously, and they have replaced it with this little thumb splint, which I don't feel is appropriately safe because they showed me the X-ray. I still have one bone break that hasn't healed all the way. Magic tricks with that one? Um, I like like the. So I don't make I don't it light up or no, something? No, no, I can't. But clearly I can just bang it on something and it, it doesn't hurt that bad. But it's basically well, to stabilize it. But I, as klutzy as I can be, I feel like maybe they should have given me better protection. So we'll see. Well, I was, uh, I'll tell you. No, I, know, I know we talked about milk and stuff, but that's interesting. But I'm more interested in your thumb. Because now I'm reminded of um, there's magic tricks you can buy. Okay. That, and I was a little disheartened when I learned this trick. So kids... Maybe uh, don't listen to this part, but <laughs> a spoiler spoiler alert. Yeah, there, they, there's a lot of fake fingertips involved in oh. in magic acts, you know. And there's some you can have that light up, and you can pretend to be, you know, throwing lights and catching lights, and mm-hmm. it's all it's a little uh, fingertip with a light bulb in it and a battery inside, and it depends on how you manipulate it. Of course, it of doesn't course. look like magic unless you. Well, a lot of it's the showmanship of it. The prestidigitation. Prestidigitation. That seems like too big of a word to attempt without messing up. It's good stuff. Uh, And then there's another one. I I did a trick somewhere where um, you make a scarf or a scarf. It's a tiny little silk. Uh, You can make it appear or disappear Hmm. because it fits in in the fake thumb. Oh, and then the trick is so to, it actually. So what you're saying is basically it's some kind of apparatus like this where you mm-hmm. stuff it and then yeah, and pull it out, and, and you palm it in one hand, and then you take your th- and you do all of this. And you, meanwhile, you stick your thumb here. And you put you now you oh. put the thumb in, and you show or show or vice versa. You show nothing, and you do this. You remove <laughs> and you go. Let me pull it out of my hand. That's good stuff. It's a anyway, fun party trick. <laughs> I like. I, I mean, I watched those magicians. I think I told you this. Uh, Siegfried and Joy. Did I tell you about Siegfried and Joy? Uh, Roy? No, Joy. Siegfried and Joy. Okay, do tell. Um, they dress it well. They wear usually wear these coats, these tiger print coats. Okay, <laughs> I like go, it. I like they, tiger print. And they go around Germany and other places. Yeah. Um, and they have this Celine Dion song called um, something like When You Come Back to Me or When You Return or yeah. something like that. You know this one? It's All Coming Back to Me. That's it? <laughs> What's the name of it? It's All Coming Back to Me. I know, but that's the name of the song. I'm pretty sure that is the name of the song. I don't oh, have my I thought, phone near me. Near I thought you were just saying Googled, you're starting. But... I thought you were saying you're starting to remember the name of the song. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so it's baby, 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 mm-hmm. and ba da 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 da. It's a, it's her cheesiest. It's so cheesy. It's it beautiful. is not cheesy. It's the a part they gorgeous play. ballad. The part they play. It's so emotive. Mm-hmm. You feel things when Celine sings. Well, I laugh hilariously because um, these magicians time it. So that they, they stand somewhere um, and they shake the cloth. Okay. Like, like maybe let's say there's a, a car at the intersection or there's a, a merchant in the shop window or any number of things. Okay. And one of them will go and he'll hold up the thing and it goes, baby, baby. And then he throws it up and he runs out of the way and the other one takes his place. But we're seeing it from the back. Oh. We're seeing them do it, and we watch the people in the window go like, what just happened? And then the camera invariably turns and shows the other one crawling away on his hands and knees. Oh, so it is like a behind-the-scenes view joke, of them yeah. doing the... Right. Okay. So then the other day they posted like 10 different videos of fans trying the trick at home or at their jobs, and it cracked me up. To the, I mean, the one was a, a Germany, like a bank teller. Some customer comes to the her desk and... 
She's not a teller, but the she's bank, the, the, or the banking person. She's yeah. the one who did it, not right. the customer. Oh, like okay. the, like the, well, we used to call it the platform when I worked in banks. Not that you have the tellers over there. We used to work in banks? Okay, that's and then another the, the platform is where the, the managers would be. Okay. So this customer comes and sits at her desk, yeah. and all of a sudden she stands up and she goes, baby, baby, baby. And then she ducks down under the desk and just hides when she drops the curtain. <laughs> I mean, it's so dumb. That's one way to get out of work. It's so dumb, <laughs> and I love it so much. No, I think I saw something like that on America's YouTube or talent? TikTok or whatever. No, it was just like a, a social media craze a couple of years ago, and, but people were doing it to their dogs, where oh. they were holding up towels or blankets or yeah. something and shaking at them and then just disappearing under it and to the, get the dog's reaction. And right. those were really cute. Because does the dog understand the permanence of objects? Like, this is the thing you do with your babies, right? I mean, at some point, don't you? At some point, you play peekaboo with the baby to get I mean, them but to when un- you're playing peekaboo, you're literally like peekaboo. Right, but you, but you don't physically go anywhere. But yes, they have to go through that stage where they they learn about object permanence. Yeah, you know. But some, but it was cute because some of the dogs would literally they do that thing where they cock their heads like. Ah, uh, yes. And they get super confused, and it was really cute. Or they would, some of them would whine a little bit. And then you'd get some that were just like, go straight to their owner, like, nah, I got a good sense of smell still. I, I know where you are. It cracks me up when people do that. <laughs> they get that confused dog look. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> but you have a, no, you don't have a dog currently. Or no, he, you, he, he passed. passed but he was like 100. He, uh, what's 15 times 7? Alexa, what's 15 times 7? 15 times 7 is 105. Okay, so it was like a hundred and five. <laughs> and then you have to. Come I could in. edit that and make it seem like I just did the. I did the math really fast in my head. No, I think it's better to keep Alexa there. Give credit where credit's due, okay, Frank? <laughs> but I haven't had. We had a dog when I was in high school, um, and I guess she lived a, few, a while after that. My mother never told me when the dog died. I found out like oh. a year or two later. It's <laughs> Wait, but. How did you not notice, Frank? I think I had moved to California by then. So you were already an adult at this point. Well, I got the, we got the dog when I was a freshman in high school, and she lived a while. A while. I think she lived a long time. I don't even know. Gotcha, but you, you had point moved is, out of the house before the dog passed. But the point is, I don't know I, when she I died. Need, I need to move this. I've hit my thumb twice. Oh, sorry. I don't know when the dog died. Her name is Pandora. You're just moving it right back. I'm trying to center <laughs> I, it on the shot. I will just shot. try to keep my hand right here. It has to be centered on the shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put it over here. <laughs> um, <laughs> there goes the continuity for this episode. <laughs> I'm a danger to myself, Frank. Well, what I'm saying is that on the the last episode uh, yeah. for the thumbnail, pardon the expression, I had to I used half. It was two pictures, one of you and one of me, and I, I stuck them together in, in uh, Photoshop. Oh, I did not recognize that as Photoshop. So good job. Yay! You're, you're, you have uh, leveled up to master. <laughs> <laughs> there's really nothing to it. It's just literally a collage. There's a line down the center. If you look closely, there's a line down the center. <laughs> yeah, but when you're scrolling on social media, it's like you're ah, not going to be it. like, what, I think, maybe? The only thing I did was I, when I put the, the name of the episode, I moved it a little off-center so that one of the letters covered the line better. Oh. So, anyhow. Um, Magic. I'm worried about animals because next door neighbor uh, has a cat. Okay. Named Louie. And I Louis and, and Louie. I talked about Louie before. Sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> How I have um, cared for Louie. I've been a, a cat taker upon a, once in a while. You know, I'll go okay. over there and feed the cat when Nancy is going to be out of town for a day or two. That's nice of you. Well, so either the cat loves me or hates me. I am think the cat has turned on me. Jerry thinks it's the opposite. Jerry thinks that Louie loves me so much that he can't bear to see me leave 
because I was looking at figs, walking around the garden, doing a little bit of work. Okay. And Louie comes over. I guess it was on, they live on that side of the house. I was on that side of the house. So Louie comes over, all the way over to my side, of the other, you know, my house. And Sorry. I'm looking at the fig trees. I'm messing with them. I got this, some borer beetle I'm worried about. Now I'm panicked about oh. some, some pestilence. Something's going after your figs. Yes. So I'm worried about this. I'm trying to knock, kill them or knock them down. I don't even know how to, I don't know what to do. Google it. Except, well, yeah, basically, <laughs> basically it is uh, just cut the tree down. Aww. Let it grow back from scratch. It's, there's not a lot you can do with these borer beetles. Oh. Just hope you don't get too many. There's a way to break the life cycle of them by putting down some kind of netting or something. Oh. Long story, we'll get into that because Bean hates it when I talk about figs. But it's not about fig- figs. <laughs> it's about cats. So I'm over there. Cat comes over and he's like, meow, meow. And I, you know, you go to pet him and he goes, he wants to bite me. So I'm like, but he was like rubbing up on your legs oh, and yeah, stuff yeah. like cats do. Yeah, yeah. He's out clear and meowing loudly, like he wants me to pet him. And sometimes he'll lay down and put put his paws up. And if I do that, then complex. he'll grab me and go ah, with my hand. So <laughs> everything with this cat is a trap. What is what do they call it? A thirst trap? Is that what they call it? I don't think so. I think this maybe that's the wrong term. Maybe he's just hungry. <laughs> so. So the cat's rubbing up against the leg. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to fall for it this time. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a pat. And I did it far enough back that he couldn't reach me with his mouth right away. Okay. I said, okay, Louie, you, see you later. <laughs> Go away. And I turned oh. to come in the house. And I'm not looking. That was my mistake. I turn away and I'm not looking. The next thing I know, I hear, ah! And he has, that might have been a little loud. And he um, is on my leg. It's like a like a toddler going, please don't go, except that he's clawing me and biting me. And to some the point- toddlers do that too. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where um, oh. I like, ow, Louie, and it stops. And I made a noise at him. I just, or yeah. probably like, Baba, whatever I would say. And um, I go inside and I start feeling this warm. Uh, actually, I didn't even make it inside. I just start feeling this the the blood on my leg. And I pull up my pant leg, and it was it was pretty bloody. It's pretty bloody. Wow. I mean, there's only been a brief time in my life that I've ever lived with cats. And from my understanding is they, the love-hate thing, that's natural. Oh, okay. Uh, unless you count my kids currently because they like to just walk around the house knocking stuff off counters and wherever mm. they find it, which I feel is very cat-like. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little stumped on that one. Well, my, uh, my, I, I thought about this. And the best analogy I came up with is Batman and Catwoman. Because... Batman never seems to learn the lesson that Catwoman wants to kill him because, you know, like she'll seduce him kind of and then try to kill him and then try to, you know, it's back and forth with Catwoman. You can't tell where you are at what point in the episode, you know, is this where she wants to marry Batman or kill Batman? So Catwoman is bipolar (laughs) and possibly so is Louie, the cat. All right. Well, that that answers that possibility. Um, Let's uh, talk about Dr. Bill Bass and BoneZones.com. Don't forget the S. I forgot to unlock the the trove, the treasure trove. The the vault of merch. Of Dr. Bass merchandise. I got all this Frank and Friends merch, too. Uh, But I also, I think I pointed out on the last episode that they do have a deal going on uh, autographed Sam Venable books. Mm -hmm. So if you're a big fan of Sam Venable, you've got these fabulous titles. And these are just the four that I grabbed. But um, you can get those signed by Sam Venable through Bone Zones and have them personalized or whatever it is you want. Uh, Of course, there's also, speaking of books... That's really how the whole thing started, you know, is uh, John Jefferson and Dr. Bill Bass wrote uh, 
the nonfiction book called Death's Acre, mm-hmm. which is you know, Dr. Bass's life story and the origins of yeah. the body farm. And when I had to give the speech to the um, detectives, yeah. you know, I, I did talk kind of about the origins of Dr. Bass. You might find yeah, this you gave book. the overview. And then they started doing fiction books, beginning with Carved in Bone. Uh, the, um, where did Dr. they take their inspiration from the TV show Bones, which is actually based off of a book series? I am not sure because I think this might have been. Might, I'm not sure what your bones came out, uh-huh. but there is a blurb. I think um, on one of these on one of these books, Kathy Reichs does a blurb. Um, you yeah. know, yeah, because she's is, the author of the books of the bones books. Yeah, so and there is a uh, a bones TV episode where it's set at a body farm, but it's very unrealistic. I watched it and we just. You know, the body explodes I, as soon as they I, walk past. I, yes, I vaguely remember that because yeah. I used to watch that show religiously. I loved that show, but when I started learning about forensics, I, still, I loved it less. <laughs> Don't take away the magic. Okay. So, Ignorance is bliss. There's the new uh, long sleeve body farm t-shirt, which I guess would be appropriate for dogwood winter. And Is that the one we're starting in today? I hope so. Or I, this I weekend? Just, I just want to move it on. Um, it's whatever's currently blooming is how they, that's all it is. Yeah, because it's the dogwoods. So you get a cold snap, like the red buds bloom, and it's, it's 80 degrees, the red buds bloom, and then it's 30 degrees, mm-hmm. heads red bud winter. And then it's 80 degrees, the dogwoods bloom, and then it gets cold again. I never, I never found the, realized the correlation between... What's blooming. And, and what the type name of, the, of winter it yeah. was. Yeah, so, so we still have blackberry winter to come, and blackberries have not started blooming yet. No. So... Um, that's in the hat, beautiful hat. Yes. So some of them are, are selling out. Some of these items are low uh, inventory. So, uh, so don't get, wait. Go get them. Yeah, get your orders in at bonezones.com. Don't forget the S and have them personalized or whatever you like. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know you were so going to tell I me. So have I told you? Sorry. Yeah. Um, my kids started T-ball. Now this is, um, we all know what T-ball is. This is like a plastic tube and they put the softball on or not even... Yeah, the baseball. It's, it's an, an actual, actual baseball, baseball. Yes. Uh, on there. And the kid doesn't have to be pitched to, but there's a, a player in the pitcher position to catch the ball. You know, we haven't gotten that far yet. We're oh. still in practices. But I, I think maybe that's where it's supposed to be. Well, my recollection from, from my grandsons is that um, they put the players on a field and the person who's in the, on the pitcher's mound just stands there. In case the ball is hit toward them, they can field it. I feel like all the kids will want to be there because what I've seen in practice is basically a massive dog pile <laughs> anytime the ball gets hit. That's from, they took too much soccer lessons, probably. <laughs> I know, but it's the cutest thing. This was, to me, like, the epitome of parenting. When I found out I was having boys, I was like, oh, T-ball. Because you play softball. I do, I do. I play, that's how I hurt myself. Um, and my husband plays baseball, and they have a Houston Astros-themed baseball room. We had a baby shower at a sports bar. Houston Astros? Don't, don't, don't make that face. They are the reigning champions, my friend. I'm a new, I was born and raised a New York Mets fan, so I have no room. And I'm room, not holding that so against So I have no you. room to talk. I understand that. <laughs> but anyways, but this was, this is the phase that I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this. And my, I have twins, but they're very much their own little boys. And just the personalities of the two of them. I have one, like, serious like okay. I mean, he's got he's got the hat on, he's got the glove on, he's like, let's go, and yeah. he's always in that dog pile. And then you have the other one that may or may not even be facing the batter <laughs> at the time. At one point, he instituted a riot where he started like digging in the dirt, which is 
You don't do it. So when you say he's in left field, you could mean physically or mentally. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So, I mean, and it's adorable, but it's also like, pay attention. Or, you know, if they're practicing certain drills, he's off doing. So basically, it's, and my husband's an assistant coach. So my husband's doing whatever he's doing, and I'm basically just running around behind Brady, just me like trying to like herd him back to the group. Because and yes, he's she just did. She did name her kid after Tom Brady. No, we didn't. It totally did. You know what? Fine. If you want to believe that, <laughs> go for it. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not even gonna fight it. Not. Not gonna. <sighs> she kid totally named her kids after the Brady Bunch on TV. <laughs> Surprisingly, my dad, who is from Boston. That's what he thought of first when we told him the boys' names. And he was like, oh, Brady Bunch? And I'm like, oh, you didn't accuse us of naming him after Tom Brady? Because everybody thought that. My husband, who is not a Patriots fan, was the one who chose that name. So, okay. All right. And I wasn't going mean, to fight it because I like the name. It's a good name. You know, I, so if it hadn't been Brady, it would have been Cameron. Okay. But my husband's like, no, 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 three syllables. That's too hard to put on the back of a baseball jersey. Oh, genius. I also <laughs> feel like there's been a lot of Camerons lately and not a lot of Bradys. Yeah, I, um, I agree with I that. I, I've met a few Camerons lately. I think that's um, good. And then at the time, so my other son is named Carter, and at the time, like, I didn't hear that very often. You, but you now. You him after Jay Z. <laughs> no? No. Actually, after, actually, do you after Jimmy Carter? N- no, but there, but there is after, actually somebody that we, or a character uh, we got the name from. Okay, um, think Sci-Fi Channel. Doctor Who. I don't know. Uh, oh. Okay, so there was a show called Eureka. I don't know this one. It's a fantastic show. It's very scientific. Okay, and there's a like, Carter on there. Um, there, there's Sheriff Carter. So it was his last name. But we love the name. And we started watching the show, like, early on in our marriage. So, like, we're talking, like, probably a decade before we had kids. Oh, all right. And we're like, Carter, that's such a great name. We really like that. And it just, we kept it. And then, obviously. And it's two syllables, and it fits on the back of a baseball jersey. It absolutely does. So. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, Carter Brady, my husband didn't want, if it has to go to last name, you know, yeah. it, one can be C. James, one can be B. James. Okay. So, like, my, my husband was very strategic about that, and I was just like, I was like, okay, fine. What's <laughs> funny is when they get to school, if you were to reverse their names as they would be on the roster, yeah, it's going to be uh, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's really awful is everybody thinks James is a James, first name. And James Brady. James Brady, of course, was the, the James, press secretary of Ronald Reagan who got shot, and James Carter is the president before Reagan. Well, so the irony of it is, you know, my, my slogan is the girl with two first names, and I basically have two sons with two first names. <laughs> so. I think you gave them last names for first names, is what I think you did. <laughs> it kind of sounds like it, but you know what? It's, you know... It, it, it's and, and I'm not digging at these names, but it's not, you know, an Ashton, uh, like, yeah, you know, the, the, yeah. the tin names. Like, I feel like those are really popular right now, and they're really pretty, but... You know, I feel like that'll separate them a little bit when they're well. I, I, I read something about the. Um, I guess it's every hundred years names come back mm-hmm. because parents don't want to name their kids maybe something from their own generation. Like they had so many Jennifers. Mm-hmm. And well, the, and then, mine's Rebecca, and there's there's yeah, a ton of us, right? And then and then those fade out for a while because there's so many. You know, we all go through that experience in school where the teacher says Jennifer, Rebecca, whatever, and you all go, which Here. one? <laughs> I mean, there were only two Franks in my class, but I would say, which one? And the teacher would get mad at me because he thought I wasn't paying attention. He thought he meant which math problem am I supposed to, or oh. which, what, what am I supposed to answer? Yeah. He thought, my, no, no, I, I can answer all the questions. That's not the hard part. The hard part is knowing, <laughs> we had, you know, 
it was two kids with my last name, me and another, and two kids with my first name, me and another. Oh wow! So I, no matter who we called on, I'm like, who? They'd have to say the entire name. For but he, he wouldn't. Yes, yeah, so I was. It was just the teacher's fault. I know. I'm saying. Blame it on them. <laughs> <laughs> but poor teacher. I think that's why you know my daughter and her husband chose they they chose family names, but they're mm-hmm. not. What, you know, they're, they're, you go back a, a generation or two, maybe, yeah. and find ones that um, are not currently in vogue. And that way, you know, they're classic, yet they're not overly. But common. they're newish. Yeah, they're not. They're not common. You know, you're not a family reunion, and you say Anthony, and like three people Anthony, turn around. Anthony, it's Prince Spaghetti. My dad Day. is. Anthony. My dad is. My dad is Italian, and so the, the Italian names, like yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot of them. <laughs> well, isn't that in, uh, I mean, that's when I grew up. And there are a lot of juniors in his family, too. Is so that from really... Boston, right? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, hey, hey, little Italy. Hey. Yeah, exactly. It's not like this. They put yeah. their hands. Do you know how hard it's been without one hand for the last five weeks? <laughs> You're like uh, the Nicolas Cage. She took my hand. What was it? I lost my hand. All right, movie quotes for $200. Um, I have to tell you. A quick story about the East Tennessee Writers Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Yeah, are that, you are you getting in at all? I'm already in. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, Kudos sorry. to you. I I got it. I slid in under the wire oh. on the social media category, and they since raised the bar, made it I think more difficult to get in. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm in. Okay. Well, and, okay. Still, congrats. And they ask me frequently to MC the event. That's fine. And it's hard to say no because you're a member. I know. You really can't say I can't no. Say no. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to. I, so I, I made it so that the Frank and Friends show was the media sponsor for the thing, and we got nice publicity, and the subscriber count went up, and yay! Yeah, nice. Well, at the event, um, this year's social media honoree was Steve Wildsmith, who used to write for the Daily Times. Okay. Now he does uh, marketing and social media and all the things for Marvel College. Okay. In fact, he just got a promotion down there. I think he's going to be Congrats. in charge of the student newspaper, maybe, and other things. Because somebody retired, and he's... Anyway, but he's been around, and he's got a fascinating story, because yeah. he'll tell you, you know, he, I think he's been a recovering heroin addict for 30 years, but wow. he is an advocate for recovering, you know, yeah. and, and... Well, clean, it is possible. Yeah, and cleaning yourself up, and he's been a wonderful... Uh, voice for that, and he's mm-hmm. been active in, at Cornerstone of Recovery. I think he may have worked there for a little while as yeah. uh, doing their media or marketing. Well, anyway, he's getting inducted into the ceremony. That's and awesome. And I'm going to read his, the introduction for him and mm-hmm. for all of the inductees, yeah. um, including uh, the late Brandon Gibson, who um, you, you and I talked about him yeah. when you were here in, uh, in the fall. Yeah. Um, he was in, uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, as is posthumously in okay. the playwriting category. Yeah, makes sense. Because he wrote his libretto for I Can't Breathe. And, you know, oh, I didn't realize he wrote it, though. He, yeah, he wrote the libretto, and another guy wrote the music. But Okay. So in other words, he wrote the play, and another guy wrote the, the notes. The music. Got so, but he, yeah. he was known for writing for Blank Magazine, and you know, he was known as a writer. Okay. Among other, and a singer. I guess I just knew him as a, the, the Sing- opera singer, yeah. so I just wasn't well, aware. Yeah, he would regularly write for Blank uh, News. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, Rusty Odom was there that night. Um, I didn't recognize who runs Blank News. And last time I saw Rusty, he did not look like a 1960s hippie or 70s hippie. But he came in and he says, hey, Frank, good job on the, on the thing. I like the way you uh, didn't make it about yourself, but you put a, got your little zingers in. And I said, thank you. 
and I'm, I'm looking at him like, the face looks familiar, but he's got this huge mane of, of hippie, curly hair, and he's wearing like literally 70s hippies clothes. I'm like, he's like, to me, Rusty. I'm like, oh, Rusty Odom, of course. Also <laughs> stupid. Because I try to I recognize really hate people. it when I'm someplace and I run into somebody and I know they're familiar, but because it's a place I don't normally see them, yes. I have trouble placing them, and then I feel like the worst person in the world, because I'm bad with names anyway, but then you put that person out of the place I'm used to seeing them, and then I'm like, how it's, do I know you? Yes. And then I just feel like I'm the worst person ever. Well, I, if you work at it. I mean, that's, it takes an effort. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got other anecdotes of me trying to remember somebody's name, or knowing that I'm going to a place, and I try to yeah. think about, well, who... And I see her ask Jerry, hey, remember those people, that couple that did the, what's their name again? Yeah. Anyway, so this is actually the story of mistaken identity. So I get up there to read Wild Smith's introduction. Okay. And um, (laughs) he says, you know, did this, he did this for Marvel College, he did this for the Daily Times, Mm -hmm. he did this and this and this. Um, And one of the highlights of his career was in the year 2015, Okay. When he received a bear hug from none other than Dolly Parton. And the crowd goes, ah, oh, and they start clapping for Dolly. And I'm good. Yeah. One beat, two beat. Who mistook him for... <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> yeah. And then you hear the crowd go, oh, you know, Dolly Parton, who mistakenly thought he was uh, the late New Sentinel columnist Terry Morrow. Oh. And let me show you a picture now of Terry Morrow okay. with Dolly Parton. And Steve Wildsmith. And you can understand why Dolly would have made that mistake. Okay. Uh, the only uh, odd factor is that uh, if Steve Wildsmith's recollection is correct, Dolly misidentified him as Terry two years after Terry had died. <laughs> oh, goodness. And Dolly knew Terry died. I mean, she was very well acquainted with Terry. <laughs> she has made a video tribute to Terry <laughs> for the new Sentinel. You can find it online. <laughs> And I think and we all agreed that Terry Morrow would find that hilarious. So maybe in her way she was, you know, creating yes. a funny instance for him to be watching. Yes, because Terry had a, a great sense of humor. Yeah. We used to have him uh, come on the morning show at Star. Yeah. Actually, I, I had him every job I ever had, starting with Phil Williams at um, 100.3, and then when I was Ashley Adams at 95, 7, 93. I, oh, my gosh. I forget the, the What's uh, Merle? Not Merle. What's uh, B ninety seven point five? It's one of those country stations. Duke. Oh, Duke. Yeah, I think it's ninety five point seven. Well, anyway, that one I used to, I used to work there, and then at one hundred two point one, I would you always get around, Frank. I, I know. I think I'm on my <laughs> fifth radio station in Knoxville, right? Yeah, is that right? One, two, three, four. No, sixth. Why do we always get back to math? I know it's hard. <laughs> Let me fill. Alexa. Dun, dun. Maybe the fifth, maybe fifth or sixth. It doesn't matter. I um, would always invite Terry to come on the show. In fact, I even recorded podcasts with him before podcasts were a thing. Because we always had so much more to talk about Mm -hmm. than um, Than time would allow. Than time would allow. You're very portioned. Um, So anyway, he would love that. And he he came up with an idea for Dancing with the Knoxville Stars, as did our friend Gretchen. So they both had this idea. And thankfully, I was in a position where I knew both of them and heard them both pitch this idea. Just kind of, you know, oh, we should do this, we should do this. And then we made it happen. 
Yes. And, and I'm said, glad you did because like, you know, I, I, I won the year I participated. Oh, you did very well. I'm still very but proud of that trophy. Somebody had to introduce Terry and Gretchen and say, hey, you both have this idea. Let's make this real. Yeah. Because so now you, I have the so power the of the newspaper and the radio station, and all of a sudden it happens. That was such a great event, too. Uh, and we raised so much money for Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I added it up. Well, I was writing a chapter in the book about my bad dancing. I told you about that, right? No. Okay, um, I danced. I danced poorly, <laughs> so I've been researching uh, past things about the dance. I researched the Dance with the Nostal Stars, and I researched yeah. um, some other, you know, Nutcracker events. Just and while I was at it, I just found the totals of how much money was raised for the five years that I was involved. Okay, and it just keeps going up and up and up. Oh and yeah, up. yeah. We raised a couple hundred thousand my year. Yeah, it was a fantastic. And I think that was very much because we had Kristen Farley, who was a news reporter for WAT at the time, and um, Mayor Glenn Jacobs before he was mayor. Oh, was when he just was Kane. The rest. Of um, and side note, Morgan Wallen was also that year, but I don't. And Leanne Morgan. Leanne was the judge that year. Oh, okay. We had a really good year, um, but yeah, but basically you had um, Glenn Jacobs and and Kristen Farley just. Duking I mean, it out they, in the fundraising. Yeah, and whoo, did they? <laughs> so I give most of that credit to them. Yeah. Well, Kristen cracked me up because she got a hold of a Knoxville Catholic High cheerleader outfit. Mm-hmm. And did she do, hey, Mickey, you're so fine? Uh, she, no, no, she did it Shake off? It Off by Taylor Swift. Okay. So we were neck and neck for the dancing competition. So, But I ended up winning dance and she ended up winning fundraising. But I think, I think the way it went down is she had somebody like on standby on the phone for right before they closed a, yeah. the um, donation rounds to make that final push so that she could come ahead. Well, she didn't invent that idea because there was a woman... Um, <laughs> it had been done before yeah, in previous yeah, yeah. seasons. Yes. And you know what? It's one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, but all the money goes to children's. So, yeah, it's sure. <laughs> so that's fun. If you want to look any of those up, uh, some, a lot of that is on um, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I don't think yeah. you can... I don't know if you can find my dance on YouTube. I think it's been stricken. <laughs> Stricken from the Not by me. Too, too awful to put out in public. It was just deemed offensive. You know, the irony of that is, is I work with you know Kristen Farley, um, and now does um, media and everything for the for the current mayor, uh, for American Cannon, and so I work with her somewhat since I work for Knoxville Area Transit, and then um, Emily, who owned the dance studio that yeah. um, we that, Emily Norris, uh, yeah, who participated in. Um, Basically, she was one of the professional dancers. She was, was my partner. She, was because she? I, I, And you did win? She's fantastic. I dragged her down to oh. the uh, level. I, I said I would only do it if I had the best of all the partners. And the guy who owned the studio before Emily said, yeah. okay, well, then you get Emily. And yeah. I'm like, no, no I, was, I, I, was thought, I thought that was my out. Oh. I thought if I, if you I thought said... they weren't going to give you Emily. I said, if I can only do it, I'm so bad. I said, I can only do it if I have the absolute best of all the professional dancers. And no offense to all the other professional dancers, but they're like, okay, well, then you get Emily. And I thought, okay. Maybe we should say the ones with the most amount of patience. Oh. <laughs> but, but just to say, so Emily now works for the city also, and, and I work with her yeah. also. So it's just kind of funny how it's like yes. that event is how we met every, each other, and, and now we're still working together professionally, even though we've all moved on in different Oh, that's roles, fantastic. So. That is fantastic. Yes, small world type situation. <laughs> well, I know you've got to go get to go to your job. Yeah, I got to get some of that. You got to drive the drive the bus on the what route today? <laughs> no, they don't let me drive the bus. They keep they keep threatening. So, all right. Well, I, I have to tell you more. I got all these other stories about how Jerry broke up with our dentist. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> what did your dentist do? How I got roped into reading at church, and I don't even know what I'm going to do about it. Uh, well, reading, you pick a book, you read. No, no, no. It's one of those things where you go up and read, announce, proclaim. But I'm not in the in the system, so that's another story. Okay. So which do you want to hear real quick, the dentist or the? I kind of want to hear the dentist one. Right. I think that might be a little bit more relatable. All right. So I go and I get my teeth cleaned every six months, like we all do. Like you should. Well, a bill shows up in the mail. Mm-hmm. Because usually it's zero dollars and zero cents because it's a hundred. It's preventative, right? It should be mm-hmm. covered by insurance. We got new insurance. Yeah. As I explained with the whole dermatologist thing, you know, we had to go through the new insurance pay and find a, a yeah, dermatologist. That is so stressful. Well, Anyways. we get a bill from the dentist that we've been going to for ten years, twenty years. I don't know. The, whole, the only dentist I've had since we lived here, and I guess twenty years, and it's more than half. I mean, the, the insurance has only paid a. A, maybe a third of it. Now we got it. We're on the hook for two thirds of the bill, so it's over a hundred dollars. And for a cleaning. And uh, well, I was due for X-rays, and the dentist actually comes every other time. Yeah, you get the X-rays, and the- uh, and the dentist comes and does an oral exam and checks your mouth for tongue cancer or whatever it is he does. He does a whole thing. Yeah. So all of that is on there, um, but normally that's all covered because it's all preventative. Are they out of network now? Bingo. That, that happened to me when we were still at the radio stations, but we, uh, we were bought out mm-hmm. and we had new insurance. And I went from a dentist that I absolutely loved to, um, and it was right around the time that the kids were born too. Then I, cause I had actually made it to my dentist appointment, like when the kids were like a month old yeah. and then I get this bill and I'm like, wait, what? Because of course I don't think yeah, to check think- if it's in network, out of network, right. I'm dealing with twin newborns and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that was a... So, Unexpected. So I get the bill. We're, we're out of network. My, but coincidentally, yeah. the bill shows up the day before my wife's six-month cleaning. Mm. So she takes it into with her. And this is just the other day. Uh, and pays my bill for me and has the whole discussion. And they go through the whole rigmarole and they yeah. check and find out that our beloved dentist is out of network. And my wife has an appointment for that day, that minute, really, to go have her teeth cleaned. And she said, oh, well, I guess I'm canceling my appointment. But on you, the spot, she if, broke up with the dentist on the spot. Hold, hold on, but if the, you don't give enough notice, don't you get charged anyway? Um, we'll find out. <laughs> don't give them that idea. <laughs> but no, they they were understood because they were in on the process. They're like, okay, here's what we're gonna, and they. I, I, gotcha. To me, it felt like Jerry just stormed out of the place. But I think in reality, <laughs> I don't really see Jerry doing that. <laughs> Your wife is pretty nice. Slams the door behind them. You know, <laughs> you are painting her character awfully right now. It's like if you had a ring, a wedding ring for Dennis, you throw it at him. <laughs> no, they, they. I was, I guess, amicable. Yeah. Uh, but she left, and then she comes home, and she gets out the computer. It was a conscious uncoupling. And she's going through. Is that what they call it? That was what Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Chris oh. Martin from Coldplay called it. It's ridiculous. Anyways, sorry. Keep I heard she lost a half day of skiing when they broke up. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> Um, but anyhow, uh, so she comes home and now she's looking for a new dentist on the computer and she has to make an appointment and she still has to get her teeth cleaned. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, this is to me is the most awkward part. You have to call your ex-dentist. Oh, to have them transfer the records. Yeah. I'm like, hi, yeah. remember me? Wait, your new dentist can't call them for you? Well, the new Could- dentist, um, which I don't I guess we have a new dentist. I got an email from a new dentist today saying, please go here to fill out your um, patient information. Yeah. Uh, so we got, they just said, here's our email address. Tell the old dentist to send it here. Ah. Uh, I'm like, oh. And but, my wife but, had to make a crack. as you said, they understood. My wife made a crack that my file is much bigger than hers. Oh. Because I've had more work done. <laughs> 
look, the way I look at it is, it'll be easy to identify my skeletal remains, you know, because. Oh the, yeah, the, I actually just had to fix an implant last no Monday. Yeah, so well, yeah, yeah, so, they recognize your skeleton. Yeah, piece so of cake. I'm just like yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had root canals. I have an implant. All the cavities. Not lately, but when I was a kid. Yeah, oh, sure, me too, me yeah. too. I had, had nasty-looking uh, Did you know silver, why that silver people films. who perform, who sing, who do theater, um, the more you talk, the more stuff, bad stuff can get in there, and so you're actually more cavity-prone? Oh, I, I, I heard more, that. I should drink more water. You should. Yeah. <laughs> and brush more. I but do. yeah, but I, I heard that somewhere, and so it's, it's always been in the back of my brain that I'm like, okay, I got to be really... On top of my oral hygiene. Well, when I went, I got a TV job. I started using whitening toothpaste and whitening mouthwash. Does it work? Yes. Because I feel like I have an uh, either that or it's because I drink too much black coffee. Um, well, I mean, I use this stuff consistently every day for it's been years now. But I notice, yeah. I, I believe it works. Okay. Especially the mouthwash. I mean, because it's got and it's got hydrogen peroxide in there. Mm. And if you got like you bite your inside of your mouth ever. Mm-hmm. You get like a, you know, before it turns into a canker sore, the hydrogen peroxide knocks that right down. Oh. I'm saying it's good. Right. Well, anyway, let's wrap it up <laughs> with a couple of things. Um, first of all, we do want you to check out our merch store. Yes. It is at frankandfriendsshow.com. Pardon me. I'll just list to the side. Yes, and we've got the mugs. Get the towel. Let's unfurl They're good, the towel. sturdy mugs. They are good mugs. You can get them in different colors. Uh, I like this one because they're, it's consistent all the way around it also makes the logo pop yeah the other colors it's like really a white mug where they just wrap it around most of the way oh, okay and so it's like white, a band there's a strap and that but this one i liked it because it was you know solid yeah uh, and the towel i think they did yeah. a fine job on the towel and it's coming up to you know beach and pool and lake season oh yeah you have to bring the kids and, over. and just humid season <laughs> you can you can bring the kids over for a pool day sometimes yes. oh my gosh want. they would love that they are obsessed with water so <laughs> they are. We actually bought season passes to Soaking Mountain Water Park because they could oh, not good. get enough of water. That's slides. a fun place. Uh, you, did you ever see Bing Fu in the ads? I did. I actually made a crack uh, to him that the reason we bought our season passes is solely based on um, his billboard. A local actor named Bing Fu, who's been on the show Outer Banks, mm-hmm. um, did post when before it even opened. I think he went. Yeah, did, I think it was the original. Billboard. Yeah, it's only been open two, three years. Yeah. This is maybe it's third. Three or, three or think, four, actually. Oh, that long? Yeah. I was thinking this is only the third season, but maybe it's the fourth. Um, but before it opened, they went, and the park is closed, obviously, to the public. And yeah. they photographed him and some other actors as yeah. a family. Yeah. Just, and just, they still use him. Yeah. Well, it's a great poster. I think you can see it on I-40 right now. Yeah, he's on the billboards. <laughs> so. It's all over the place. Uh, so we've got the merch, and... Um, I don't know how I got on the Bing Fu jag, except, oh, Soaky Mountain Water Park. And you invited my kids to swim. And, and I I've got towels. Anyway. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. It, it all flows together. If <laughs> any of this makes sense to you, you might also enjoy the fabulous entertainment from Audible. Mm-hmm. When you go to audibletrial.com slash show, get a free 30-day premium membership. And mm-hmm. that's fancy. It is fancy. Because you get a, uh, a credit. Mm-hmm. Premium members get a credit every month yep. for an MP3 download. Now, granted, you can stream stuff without downloading it. That's one of the... Yeah, well, that's one of the parks of the premium membership. Is But, yeah, if you want to keep something, mm-hmm. and there's advantages to that because, you know, it's like on certain streaming services, shows might eventually go away, but if you've downloaded your copy of it. Yeah, it's like you have the paper copy, but yeah. you don't have to actually read. Yeah. And it's great for car trips. That's what I, because I, I actually used your link to download my premium membership. Appreciate that. You know, towards the end of um, last year when we were driving to Texas for Christmas, which is... A ridiculously long journey and <laughs> I had like a couple books downloaded and it just it helped 
keep me awake. In fact, like I made it, I think ten hours straight before I was like, maybe it's four a.m. and I should pull over and let my husband. I don't want to see what happens. In this right? Chapter. I was so into the book, but anyway, so I digress. <laughs> so it, it's really good. You should get the membership. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, I've, uh, that's uh, AudibleTrial.com/slash Frank and Friends Show. I almost slipped into Jiminy Glick right there, and I am I. Darn you, Bean, for playing and the most hilarious Jiminy Glick drop I've ever heard um, on the, your podcast. But it's you've got Jiminy Glick in my head, and I need to get Jiminy Glick out of my head. Or Bean maybe just shared the clip and we can drop it in. Well, no, I mean, I need to get him out of my head because I'm about to record six episodes of the Up Close show. And oh. I have asked... I, I don't do it in the Jiminy Glick voice, but I'll sometimes ask, like Aaron Demergent, I asked him some question that was a total Jiminy Glick question. Okay, so what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to drop in the comments a link to a Jiminy Click link, uh, clip on YouTube okay. so that you know you know who we're talking about. He's Martin Short in character as a uh, movie critic slash celebrity interviewer. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, anyway, and it's, once it's, if it's in your head, it's... We're, it's, we're digressing it's again. Poison. We're, we're digressing. All right. <laughs> so thanks so much for watching, sharing, liking... And uh, letting Becca get off to work on time, practically. (laughs) This is the Frank and Friends Show. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Becca James. And we'll talk to you again next time. You're coming back, right? There's a next time, right? Okay.